0: to me i am your host anya alvarez and today we have the formidable and fiery maria Fossy. this past year has been quite the ride for her she won the individual ncaa national championship she finished second at the inaugural augusta national women's amateur and finished 12th at the u.s open but it's not just her play that has captivated so many Her on-course persona, which has been described as dynamic and magnetic, has elevated her into golf stardom as one of the most recognizable names and faces in golf. So I'm really excited to talk with her today. And Maria, thank you for joining us.
1: No, it is my pleasure to to be joining you guys. I appreciate uh, you guys taking the time um, to make this happen. So I'm very excited to be here with you guys. excited to get started
0: well yeah i'm curious about what sparked your interest in the game because you know my dad is from mexico and he was a soccer player growing up so soccer was the thing that every kid played golf was the thing that was furthest from his mind but his mom is the one that made him start playing golf they played at golf to club mexico and uh she was like, you're going to play golf. And then he ended up becoming a golf pro <laughs> because of her, her forcing him. And he, he loves the game. And he's the one that introduced me to the game. So I'm curious about you in terms of how in a in a in country where golf really isn't as accessible, how you got into the sport.
1: Um, well, I also come from a um soccer background my my family they my dad's been involved in soccer for 30 plus years and growing up soccer was was the sport to play I mean everybody played it my brothers um, now play professionally so we definitely um, stick with them but um, we, we used to live at a golf course and I mean, growing up, we we did every other sport that was available. Honestly, we my mom had us had me and my brothers, my two older brothers, doing as many things as we could in the afternoon. And well, of course, uh, living at a golf course, um, golf had to be one of them. And I think we probably went maybe once or twice a week for like an hour or maybe a couple hours in the afternoon. And um, at first, I would I wouldn't really play i would just go watch my brothers play and i enjoyed being out there but never really felt like okay this is exciting i want to try it and then one day the the head pro at my my home course he's like hey like you keep coming and you never hit a ball like that's not right that's not how it should be he's like why don't you uh, try it i'm like okay i'll give it a go and i tried it and absolutely fell in love with the game i uh i don't know what what was it that like captivated me that was different to all the other sports that i was doing at the time but it really felt good like on on the inside and i don't know it it made me feel things that I, i hadn't felt before with like i said with any other sport so it was uh funny how I, I was like okay now I'm going to be taking golf lessons every day and I'm going to uh, be doing this and that and my brothers of course they um, kept playing soccer and um, didn't play golf anymore but I, I was the one that uh, kept playing and uh, I mean I, I did play soccer till I was 14 as
0: well but um, golf was always uh, my number one thing That's so cool that i mean the fact that somebody else too is like hey you're here you might as well at least try it and just trying it once having that one exposure to it really set you on an entire new path for your life
1: yeah and i mean i don't know it's it's funny because i swear i would have never really done it on my own you know I, i didn't really feel like golf was that interesting or that fun. I mean, I just enjoyed being there because I was with my brothers, and that was about it. But, like, the game itself never really felt super interesting to me until I started playing. So, um, of course, very lucky that that I started um, because of somebody else. And, um, I mean, he, he made it very fun for us, so I think that also – Impacted why I
0: I felt so passionate about the game, and I mean when you started playing golf, Lorena Ochoa was a superstar in the LPGA, and she was I mean she still is such a huge influence on golf in Mexico. Did she influence you at all growing up?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think um, just watching her play and um, just, just seeing all the cool things that she was doing on tour and traveling and coming to play to Mexico and I was like, hey, I, I want to be doing that one day. And, um, I mean, she, she's definitely the, the one person that I looked up to and still do. Um, mm-hmm. She's unbelievable. And I mean, with through the years, I, I was able to, well, to watch her compete when I was younger, but then. Uh, when she retired I, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to meet her and we kinda became um friends and I mean we're we're pretty close right now and just getting to know her as a person other than just what I had seen on T V or what I had heard of her as a golfer, but just, just getting to know her personally, it's it's amazing. I mean she's she's a better person than she was a golfer and um that's that mm-hmm. it a lot, you know. And so I think it, it it was super cool to to grow up with um, an idol like her because I can look up to her not only on the golf course but outside of it and um, I mean I know she she won't let me down in any of those uh, too you know so it was it was very cool to to have a a Mexican be up there and. Uh, be winning and I mean former number one in the world everybody wants wants to be the best at what they do you know so it was um, definitely easy for me to just try to follow in uh, her footsteps and uh, well I, I keep trying to do that till this day and I know I'm gonna be trying to do that till the day I retire.
0: That's amazing yeah she definitely has the reputation of just being someone who is a class act off the golf course as well, and really trying to use her, her platform in, in a positive way. Now we definitely have to talk about the Augusta national women's amateur. Um, because you had to make the choice that between playing in that, or playing in the first LPGA major of the year, the ANA inspiration. Was that, was that choice difficult? Um, it's it's gonna sound really bad but it wasn't
1: really difficult. I, I did have to make that choice. I I was fortunate enough to, to get an invitation to play in the A and A and of course the, the Augusta uh, national women's amateur. And I knew I wasn't I wasn't gonna have the opportunity to play at ANWA ever again. I mean it was it was for me as a senior in college it was um, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: well, of course, A and A—it's it's a major on the LPGA, so I knew I was going to be playing that uh, next year and the years to come. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it was—it was a fairly easy decision, just because I knew um, that, I, like I said, I wasn't going to have the opportunity to play there again. And I mean, it, it its hard to say no to a major, absolutely but um i I also know um the people from from a a and the staff and everybody that puts that tournament together like they they were gonna understand um where i where I stood, and they were i mean super understanding and helpful at the same time I and mean, and they never questioned my decision or pushed me into anything else. you know they're like, hey, like we will understand and we're looking forward to see you next year. You know, it was it was uh, mm-hmm. nice of them to to go about it that way as well. Um, and and I mean, I'm I'm honestly super excited that and super happy that that I made that decision because uh, that week at, at Augusta was probably one of the most exciting weeks I've uh, had that involved golf. You know, I think um, I mean the first two rounds at Champions Retreat were unbelievable that that course i think it's, it's an amazing test um for for any golfer and and then well of course playing practice round on friday and then competing at augusta on saturday uh it's, i mean any golfer's dream so um it was it was very exciting to, to be able to be a part of that
0: yeah i mean it definitely seems like it paid off because the anwa gave you an entirely new platform that really set off a firestorm of media around you and if there's really anything that women's golf needs needs it's exposure to the players and their stories how how did that experience at augusta change your life in terms of not just how you finished at the tournament did it you know i i'm curious if how you finished second at augusta gave you more confidence leading into your pro career but also how it changed your life in terms of the opportunities that came afterwards
1: yeah i mean definitely and and of course with with the the came um a lot of things like i was able to go to New York City before the tournament with Sierra Brooks to talk about the the tournament and just put it out there for people to know about and we had interviews with I mean every media outlet, the news outlet that you can think of honestly I mean we were there for for a day but we had um, it started with the Today Show at 7 in the morning and we were still um, doing phone interviews on our way to the airport at 7 p.m. at night, you know, so it was a super busy day, but we were, um, I mean, the New York Stock Exchange, and I mean, places that I would have never stepped foot on if it wasn't because of golf, and if it wasn't because of uh, how important this tournament was for, um, not only Augusta National, but for women's golf, and I think, um, women's sport in, in, in general, and, and of course, well, then, um, after the tournament, doing uh, that that same tour with with Jennifer, and I mean going to the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and going back to the Today Show, and so many other yeah. interviews that we had, like like those things don't don't come to don't come to you, you know. It's it's hard to to get into those places, and uh it was super exciting to to be able to be a part of that, and I mean both Sierra and and Jennifer, they're very good friends of mine, so it was um very exciting to be uh experiencing those things with them and and yeah I think uh, i mean it it definitely put my name and my face out there, and uh people recognized me a little bit more than than what they used to now and um of course, after the tournament coming in second um uh, not not my goal, not what I was looking for. But I think, uh, like when I think of it now, it was probably for the best. I think I learned a lot more about myself by coming in second than um, what I would have done if if I would have won that tournament. I think that um, there were a lot of things that I, I still needed to work on to, to be ready um, to play the last few tournaments of my regular season with school, and then to transition into professional golf, I think um, not winning at Augusta brought a lot of those, let's call them weaknesses, um, into the surface, and they allowed me to to work on those and to get better. And uh, well, I I think it it paid off. I mean, I I won the, the SEC championship that I I had lost in a playoff last year, so winning it this year was was very special. And then of course winning nationals at home. Uh, is a feeling like any other and then uh making my pro debut and uh playing the way I did at the US Open finishing 12th and well I mean everything that that happened after that I think it it's all uh because of what happened at Augusta that Saturday you know a,
0: a lot of people have declared you as the next superstar of the LPGA and you know I'm curious if that has added any pressure to you on the golf course or if you're taking it in stride
1: well I mean like like we were saying uh not long ago about me being confident and stuff like I I mean I don't call myself in my head the the next superstar of the LPGA um but I do believe I I have some things that um, are different from from other players. I'm not gonna say they're better or worse. They're they're just different, and I think that that draws attention. I mean I uh, I know that the the people that that hit it far like we we have a little more attention than than the others just because we hit it farther, and mm-hmm. um, I think my my personality like I um. I'm very passionate and I very expressive with, with the way I play. And uh, I think my family also help. when, when they come, you can hear them. You can hear uh, them cheering from, from the clubhouse, even though I'm on the 10th tee or on the, I don't know, the, I don't know. They, they're very loud. So I think that, that also helps. And um, I think I, I had a, a very decent college career that, um for a lot of people it can be promising for what I'm going to do on tour um so I mean yeah I think it it might add some pressure but honestly I I had been thinking about this since I was eight I mean I I know I, I I wanted to be different I know I wanted to be um the number one player in the world and well that involves maybe being the like they say the next LPGA superstar like uh you know, like I, I, I'll take it. Like I know um, that that being number one maybe comes comes with those things, and I think it's it's funny. I think it's it's exciting that that people see me that way, because um, it it means that I do have something that that's special and that um, can really be. Um, helpful for me in the future so it's, it's very exciting to to hear that from from people because it's not only people that know nothing about golf that are saying it. it's people that um are are great golfers or who were great golfers and have been involved in the business for a very long time and they've seen a lot of players come and go and so it's, it's actually very very humbling that, that they're saying that about me and i mean i I I want to get to work and and hopefully become that that superstar that, that they want me to become because that's also what I want to become.
0: I you know there aren't that many women from Mexico who have made it to the LPGA. I think three in total if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um and I'm curious if if being a Latina on the LPGA is something that you think about a lot in terms of wanting to inspire more girls to, to pick up the game. Yeah, 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 definitely.
1: I think, uh, I mean, w- whenever I go back home and just talk to, to the girls in my home course, I mean, there's there's not many girls in my home course, but, but there's a few, and then just, I mean, I, I do follow the the juniors in in Mexico and stuff and I mean I know there's there's a lot of them there's um, a lot of little girls that that are chasing after the little white ball and um, I don't know I think uh, it's it's a weird um, thing because I I mean I remember growing up. There weren't that many girls like they are right now. I mean, we, our tournaments, our regional tournaments, we, in like, we maybe had 10 players playing in them. And now I see mm-hmm. it as like 20, 30 players. So I, I think that, um, well, I mean, Lorena, they don't really, they never watch her play now. But uh, of course, Lorena's name's always around and, and everybody knows who she is and what she did. Um, so she's still um, like inspiring them and, and pushing them to, to be better. But now it's uh, like Gabby's and, and my job to to inspire them and, and to make them uh, want to follow in our footsteps, you know? So I think it's um, a nice responsibility to have because I remember being that girl that looked up to Lorena and wanted to be just like her. So it's it's cool to be... Um, able to be in that position and to have the platform that we have to, to inspire and to help others. So I, I think it's, it's not only with, with Mexico, but like you said, with, um, I mean, there's not many Latinas out there either. And uh, I think there's a lot of great players And I mean, I see a lot of the the junior tournaments, they're, they're winning with uh, very low scores. So I know, mm-hmm. I know that, that they they have the ability to to do those things, and um, I think it's just maybe I don't know, like they they need to find um, their drive, or or they really need to be passionate about it, because cause golf, or well, for that matter, any professional sport, uh, it it requires a lot from you. It's not all of you, you know. I think it. Uh, it demands that that you behave uh, in in certain ways and that you do everything the way you're supposed to do it. You know, you you can't just relax on one area of your life. You have to have everything in line to be able to compete. Because there's players out there that are doing it. You know, and and they're not mm-hmm. they're not gonna stop if if you're. Uh, lazy for for five days and just eating and and not practicing or um doing all kinds of things you know so I think it's 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 hard and I think it also demands a lot of time from from the family and the parents especially I mean I I remember my mom like we didn't have weekends I mean because it was I was playing golf and my brothers were playing soccer so it was either going to a golf course or driving to to watch my brothers play. So they, mm-hmm. I mean, like we ever had like the weekends off for my parents to do something or for us to do something that um, all the other kids were doing. I mean, I think it's a it's a sacrifice, if you will, that the whole family has to be willing to to make. And um, I think that's that's where it gets tricky because. I mean, I, I don't know if um, every parent wants to wake up at 5 in the morning to drive their kids and, and take them to a golf course, and then uh, what if the kid doesn't play that good that day? And then, you know, uh, it's like all for nothing. And, and it's really not like that, but it's hard. And um, right it, it's a big sacrifice that, that the family has, has to make. So I think, uh, I mean, our our job as, as professional golfers and um is is to be able to maybe give I mean just be the best that we can be and and have them look up to us. But also I think we we need to be able to also talk to the parents and stuff because I feel like um, a lot of it comes comes from the family and. I mean I know I wouldn't be where I am today without the, the support from my family not only my parents but my, my brothers they uh, they also had to stop doing things because I was playing and we stopped uh going on skiing trips because me and my older brother we could get hurt and uh we we had to stop because we couldn't afford an injury or, or stuff like that so I think it's uh I mean our whole life changed because me and my older brother being um professional um athletes you know and um I think it's it's hard but but it's definitely um worth it if um, the kids and the family kinda join forces and and start um doing it together i think it's it's a very fun journey and you know, a very healthy one as well.
0: Well, it sounds like you definitely have, uh, you know, an an incredible future lined up for you. Um, And just so many amazing opportunities that are going to be continuing to come your way. Well, I am looking forward to see your, your star continue to rise and thank you again for taking the time to talk with us today. And, um, I'm sure we'll be seeing much more of you on the golf course. (laughs) Yes. Thank you
1: so much for, for inviting me. And I mean, I, I really enjoyed our our conversation and, um, well, I I appreciate you guys and
0: I'm excited to see
1: what, what the rest of the year looks like,
0: hopefully making cuts now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. And to our listeners, thanks for teeing it up with us during this episode on Talk Birdie to Me. Until next time. Explore LPJWomensNetwork.com for insight and inspiration for your life. All from the voices of the women within our network. To keep the conversation going on social, use the hashtag TalkBirdie and share your experiences from on the course or tell us what you think of our latest episode. You can listen to past and future episodes on your favorite podcast platform or lpjwomensnetwork.com.